0: Welcome to the Menopause and Cancer podcast, where we speak with cancer survivors, menopause specialists, and amazing experts in their field to help us find solutions to our symptoms, but also ideas to improve our health. My name is Daniel Binnington, and today we're going to be talking how you can habit stack to improve your immune system. A suppressed immune system is a really common worry for many cancer survivors, especially when you throw menopause into the mix. And our immune system does recover after active cancer treatment, but many of our listeners really worry about their immune function and ask us what they can do to improve their immunity. And so today's guest will share some fantastic tips and tricks with you, how you can boost your immunity by habit stacking, by introducing plant points, and how you can Basically, super hack most of your meals and your staple meals to really improve your immune function. This is a hair up, get pen and paper out type of episode, and I am delighted to welcome Fazana Nasser, a nutritional therapist, onto the podcast today. Fazana helps women who struggle with autoimmune, gut, and hormonal imbalances. And I've personally taken so much away from this episode, so many tips and tricks, that I can't wait to implement them into my and my family's weeks and especially into the autumn to improve my own immune system, and that of my family's too. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Fazana. Lovely to meet you today. Oh, hi, Danny. Lovely to meet you too, and thank you for having me. I just said to you earlier when we were chatting, for a long time I have been loving your posts and your um, information and education and knowledge you share on your social media, and it's really sort of helped me I guess you break down the science and make it into bite sized bits, don't you, for people, which is great because I'm feeling so all over the place sometimes that I can't always focus on the science and reading up on it. And then you make it sound so clear. And I hope we can do that
1: in our podcast today. Um, Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I'm glad to hear that you found that beneficial. So thank you. And so we
0: want to talk about how we can improve our immune system and how we can really set ourselves up for being the best way we can getting into the autumn and winter, but also just feeling good in our bodies and how we can support our immune system. But before, can we talk a little bit about detoxification, please? Because when I came out of breast cancer treatment, initially my whole focus was on, I need to get rid of all the poison. I felt poisoned by my chemotherapy, by all the other drugs. And I thought I needed to buy lots of supplements to detoxify and clean my body up. So my focus initially wasn't on rebuilding my immune system. It was very much about cleaning myself, which sounds weird when I put it into words, but can you talk us through that
1: detoxification process a bit, please? yeah i mean our bodies are detoxifying you know every second of every day they're supporting you know eliminating toxins we are in a world now where we have more toxins as well that we've ever been exposed to but when we think of detoxification you want to be supporting your natural organs of detoxification daily so you know things that people might overlook are something as simple as having a daily bowel movement so we excrete toxins in our stool. So your liver is breaking things down. They then go through bile. Um, and so when you eat a fatty meal, that bile gets excreted and in there are toxins. And so if they sit in your colon for an extended period of time, you will reabsorb those toxins. So good detoxification starts with a healthy bowel movement, making sure you're eliminating every single day to make sure you're getting those toxins that you know that you've been exposed to um, out of your system so that's like you know the first thing is encouraging a bowel movement and if you're not having you know a daily bowel movement they are really simple things that you can do to help support that you know the first thing you want to think is are you drinking are you hydrated you know are you getting enough fiber things like kiwi fruit are actually um, one of the most powerful foods to help with the daily bowel movement. So they've um, shown that two kiwis a day can be really helpful with the daily bowel movement. You know, you're getting fiber, you drink um, hydrated, are you walking, you know, are you moving your body to help support that? Um, you know, that that is the first thing I would think of is a daily bowel movement. Breath, you know, when we breathe, you know, that is helping with detoxification. A lot of us are stuck in like a shallow breath and making sure we have like, you know, we're breathing correctly you know that we're exhaling you know that we have so there's something like block, box breathing you know where we're moving our diaphragm and supporting detoxification hydrating so hydration is important for a daily bowel movement but we also we're moving toxins through our urine so making sure we're drinking enough water every day and I know like it's getting cooler now and so like the thought of drinking more can feel like oh I don't actually want to you know, water is cold or it's not comforting in the heat, but even things like herbal teas, they count as your water intake as well. And they're also a really lovely way to get more plant points in, because um, that's one way that we can get in more plants is actually through different herbal teas. So just, you know, trying to stay hydrated that way. Our skin is our biggest um, organ of detoxification, um, making sure that we're able to sweat, you know, that we can eliminate toxins through our skin. Um, You know, trying to sweat if you can. Things like dry brushing can be really helpful where you can, you know, you're supporting your lymphatic system, you're supporting the skin and excreting toxins. Um, So with detoxification, that's like the first thing I would think of is are your organs, is everything working properly? You know, are you breathing? Are you drinking? Are you sweating? Are you pooping? That is the foundations. A lot of people go in with, you know, different like protocols but nothing's gonna be effective anyway if you're not if those foundations aren't working correctly and also with that foundational step you're also thinking about like the foods that you are eating you know so you want to be eating predominantly real clean whole foods to to, to be supporting your liver as well um you know removing things instead of you know like ultra processed foods or things that, you know, your body has to detoxify, trying to get clean produce as much as possible. Like we know foods like, like, as, like asparagus, like artichoke. Um, so we know that milk thistle, for example, is really good for the liver. Artichoke t- um, contains the same substance called simul- I can never say the word. The same substance <laughs> as milk thistle to support the liver. Asparagus, berries, um, watercress, they So many foods that we can include, they're whole foods. And, you know, they have so many different um, phytochemicals. So these are plant chemicals. Phyto just means plant and then chemical. These are different plant chemicals that support the liver and detoxification. Green tea, turmeric, all these things are, you know, really great. Um, So I think it's just crowding out like a lot of the junk, eating real foods and just supporting those um, areas of detoxification. And our body is smart, you know. It knows, it knows what to do. We just have to give it the tools and the ability to do that. And do you think when we
0: think of like a process, like what should come first? Do I need to think about, okay, let me eat to detoxify first for like six months or let me do all of these um, tips that you've just mentioned? Or should one think actually the detoxification is always going to happen and I start building up my immune system? Is there a right or a wrong in which order we sort of go about improving our health? Thanks so much for listening so far. It means a lot. I make this podcast to support other women who faced a similar struggle to me. So if you know someone who you think might benefit from listening, please share the link with them. I would really appreciate it.
1: When you're thinking about making changes, you're thinking about sustainable changes that you can incorporate daily. So it's about habits, sustainable, it's about doing things regularly. So it's whatever you can do, that can support that. And when you think about things, um, like from a nutritional, longevity, health supporting perspective, you know, one thing is going to have an effect. So you know, something that you do to support your immune system is probably going to help with detoxification and what you include for detoxification is going to improve your immune system anyway because when you're looking at these basic foundational steps, they all kind of are different pieces of the puzzle and they're helping with with everything. It's a very holistic approach to health. Mm.
0: And do you think if I was panicking. And because I was panicking for so long, I thought maybe my healthy diet isn't enough. Maybe drinking lots of water isn't enough. I was pooping every day. Maybe it didn't feel like enough. Do you think it's always sensible to then maybe take a supplement to help detoxify? I mean, when you go into health food stores, there are so many supplements that tell you, you can detoxify. I mean, I've never looked at the label really, knowing what they might do for me.
1: Yeah, no, a supplement is that it is supplemental to a diet. It is supplemental to lifestyle. It is not, nothing can work in isolation. What you do every day, you know, sleep is important for detoxification, for immune self system health. So, you know, even just starting foundationally, making sure you're sleeping, um, you know, well every day that's going to help with detoxification that's going to help with your immune system um and then you know getting those foundations then you can think about a supplement if you want but no supplement is going to work if the foundations are not okay and you know it doesn't matter what you do but it's it's almost like habit stacking right so incorporate things so that they're sustainable so you can keep doing them so But it always has to start with the foundations, right? So if you are doing a lot of good things, but you're not sleeping, that's gonna hinder, um, you know, everything. So, you know, maybe one week start with, you know what, I'm gonna go to bed by 10 o'clock and then wake up at six and I'm gonna do that for a week. And then the next week, I'm gonna go to bed at 10 o'clock, wake up at six and when I wake up at six, I'm gonna make myself a herbal tea, a nice warm herbal tea that I'm gonna drink and I'm gonna do it mindfully, in, 15, in, in the extra 15 minutes I have in the morning, um, you know, while the kids are sleeping or what, you know, before I have to do anything. Um, and then maybe the next week you will be like, well, I'm going to go to bed early, wake up at a good time, have my herbal tea, maybe do some gratitude when I wake up. So it's about just making things so you can, so they're achievable, but then you can habit stack. And then they become a habit as well because you feel, you feel better for it. Right, so when you have a routine and you have these things, you actually feel better. Right, sometimes it's the simplest things that have the biggest impact as well, like hydration, like sleep, like you know, all these things. Yeah, habit stacking sounds. Lovely,
0: because it also sounds like you can create ritual. And I think ritual is really lovely. When I first started to eat a little bit better myself, it almost became a ritual, like cooking good food for myself as a busy mum to three kids felt like initially like a a luxury, which I know sounds mad, but I wonder if other people feel it's like a luxury. It felt okay to slave away in the kitchen and cook all these lovely things for the kids, but it felt more of a luxury. But then it became a ritual and I really enjoyed it. That ritual, it came with really taking time out for myself as and when was possible. And habit stacking sounds like creating lovely rituals into your day, because we know rituals have so many benefits.
1: Yeah, 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 no, absolutely, absolutely. And they all, all these different like rituals and habits, they all have so much science behind them for having a huge impact. I mean, this is slightly different, but there was a study that was done and it showed that It was talking about happiness and so and it was showing how like the more we can talk about this when we talk about immunity as well but like the more plant points you have people had better happiness and then when you think about oh gosh well we're supposed to have 30 plant points a week that's just too much i can't do that but the studies showed that just having one had a huge impact as long as you are having that additional one plant point regularly daily over an extended period of time. It showed a huge huge increase in happiness just for that extra plant. So if you take it to this as well, just doing one thing and incorporating it and being consistent does have an impact, but you have to keep doing it. And then you can add another one when you're ready and another one. But because um, otherwise it can feel overwhelming,
0: right? And I like that idea because people talk about including 30 different plants and a variety of 30 different plants every um, week into your diet a lot, but I haven't really heard it and no one's ever said plant points, but I quite like that because points is something it's like different to counting just plants. It's like there is a bit of a score system. You can add a point, you can add three. It doesn't mean you have to achieve all the 30 and every single week. But I like that every plant almost has like a point.
1: That's quite a fun way of doing things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it makes it a little bit achievable like as well. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah so for anyone thinking I'm drinking lots of water I think I feel like um, I'm a few years on from my cancer treatment and I feel like my body's sort of recovered um, mainly how do we then think we can really really strengthen our immune system because I remember or I still believe that When I got cancer is when my immune system was at an all-time low. I look back at me then and I thought, well, I'm not surprised I had cancer then. I know I have a genetic mutation, so my risks were always higher. I get it. But there is always a point, and I ask myself a lot, why then? And I was so tired. I hadn't slept in a long, long, long time in years I was not looking after myself with food. I've never put on weight very easily. So I was eating three pieces of cake when you might have had the one. I was eating loads of salami sandwiches, loads of processed meat forever, for as much, for as long as I can think, really. And I was exhausted. I had nothing left to give. And, And I always thought, gosh, I really need to look after my immune system, my stress levels to improve my chances of really survival and being here. Let's talk about immunity. What can we do?
1: Well, there's a lot we can do to support our immune system. Um, I guess it's a hot topic as well now that it's you know coming into the winter months. But if we think about up to 80% of our immune system is in our gut, Right. And the reason that we have up to 80% of our immune system in the gut is because it's the interface between the outside world and our inside world. And so we have to have immune cells to kind of like serve, you know, to have to see what's going on and support us. And we know in supporting gut health, there's a lot we can do. There's a lot of you know things that we can incorporate to support our gut health. So talking about plant points with the studies that have been done, they've shown that 30 to be like the magic number um, for supporting gut health, which therefore supports immune health, okay, because it's all over there. And so the studies have shown having 30 plant points um, is really helpful. And so when you think 30 plant points, you think, gosh, that's actually quite a lot. Like, how am I going to achieve that? But plants include everything, right? So it includes fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, herbs, legumes, grains, um spices, teas, you know, it's everything that comes from nature. So trying to get 30 of these in a week is actually, it's quite achievable. And there are different hacks that you can use as well to get to like these 30 plant points. So for example, if you're cooking and in the base of your cooking, you use onions. Um, Like when I go to the grocery grocery store, I'll buy You know, red onions, yellow onions, shallots, round shallots. So like, and I'll use them in the base of my cooking. And that's like four different plant points. So easy, right? Can I
0: interrupt you? I need to do that. I always buy the same old onions. I really need to mix up my onions.
1: (laughs) Why not? Like
0: it's easily, it's easily added. And I don't do it
1: because I'm such a creature of habit. Yeah. And it's easy and it's cost effective. So it's not expensive either. It's a cost effective way to get Um, And then there's sulfur veg and there's sulfur veg are really good for your liver as well, right? So that's a really good way. Like if you buy, ever buy like the pre-washed like greens, if you buy the mixed bags, you get like five different varieties of greens rather than just buying like the rocket or just buying the watercress, you get five different varieties. So that's like another five plant points, but different kinds of the same vegetable count as different plant points so different apples are different plant points so if you eat a lot of apples go into like a local grocery store where you can buy them individually that's a great hack because you can buy like one for each day but buy a different variety and then that's like seven different plant points i think trying to get i i personally in the winters i have porridge because i find that quite warming and so instead of if you are a person who has porridge Instead of just having the porridge, if you made that a base and add ground flaxseed, chia seed, hemp seed, um, and then you've already got like four plant points instead of one, you know, add some blueberries to naturally sweeten it, then some cinnamon, um, you know, then you could add some yogurt or kefir on top for some like probiotics. It's really easy to start to increase the number of plant points. Add some almond butter, and so like I think that's like seven plant points instead of like the one. So they are little hacks, and they're really easy. It doesn't take any longer to put in some ground flax, some chia, some hemp. You've you know then got some you know vegan omega three in there as well. Things like ground flax seed is considered a, a, a colonic food because it's been shown to change the um the gut microbiome for the better so it's it's been shown to improve the gut microbiome like something like ground flaxseed also a phytoestrogen so it's a plant estrogen latches onto you you know so we can naturally support your your health as well so you know little hacks like that can really be helpful in helping to increase the number of plant points you know what i almost need to get out pen and
0: paper because i love the um Um, what we talked about earlier how you can sort of like almost put together your what did what did we call it you know the hacks the habits habit stacking I really Um, think habit stacking is something I need to remember and with habit stacking would definitely come to remember to add more to my sort of foods and really mixing up the onions and I think Maybe if I just write down like five top tips for myself after this podcast, stick it on my fridge to remember. Because I think often I listen to podcasts myself. I might be out on a walk taking the dog and you then have you absorb it all, but you don't always implement it. And I wonder if anyone is listening, thinking, actually, I always buy the same old white onions or whatever it is. (laughs) Maybe we can make a conscious decision of really mixing up the onions and
1: adding more of the herbs and spices. Such a great, easy way. Yeah, know, it, it is simple. You know, um, the idea is you want it to be simple so that you keep it up, right? If it's too difficult, yeah. no one's going to do it. And if someone is new to like trying to incorporate more plants, what I usually suggest is, you know, get a bag of greens, um, get a punnet of blueberries, and get um, like a jar of sauerkraut or kimchi, just start with those three things. You can add the blueberries to your breakfast, you can add the greens to your lunch, and you can add the kimchi to your dinner. So you're just getting a little bit in. It's easy. You just add it to your plate, and then at least you've started somewhere. But those are where I usually say, if you've never done anything before, start with those three things. It's just a matter of buying it and incorporating it. So it makes it really, it makes it really simple um i feel like we need a challenge before you go on i feel like we need a challenge
0: i think everyone listening today should buy those three ingredients a bag of greens <laughs> they should yeah. buy the sauerkraut or the kimchi i guess oh how amazing would that be
1: and I just know, see we how we it. can yeah, add yeah. it hold them accountable yeah sometimes that's really helpful yeah and make a note of
0: rebuying it isn't it sometimes we do all of these things and then you forget about it the next time you go to the shops and next week the greens might not be in your shopping basket again so I do think we need to start writing things down having lists stacking our habits
1: so that they become
0: sustainable changes I love that three new ingredients right we've got a challenge
1: (laughs) yay amazing I love a challenge okay good Um, so yeah, just getting those plant points in would be number one. Okay. And just starting gradually. Number two, like we mentioned fermented foods. So fermented foods can be really great to incorporate to support health. So you can take probiotics, you can take prebiotics, and we can talk about the difference if you want. But like fermented foods contain probiotics. So those are good microbes that help they go into your gut, they kind of hang around, Um, for five to seven days, but then they leave. They don't stay there. They kind of do a lot of jobs for us. One of them is detoxification. So having a good microbiome is actually going to help with detoxification because our microbes help us um, with detox, breaking down foods, creating vitamins, minerals, um, neurotransmitters, things like serotonin, our happy hormones. So they have have a huge part to play um, in everything that's going on in our body. And so we can buy fermented foods, things like yogurt, kefir, um, sauerkraut, kimchi. When you buy these fermented foods, you always want to make sure they're from the refrigerated section. Okay. So we're buying them for the live bacteria. So if they're pasteurized, that means that bacteria has gone. So, I mean, all super, we're really lucky now because all supermarkets have some sort of fermented foods available. And so we can buy them readily, which is great. But just always make sure it is in the refrigerated section and it hasn't been pasteurized. Other things are like miso, which are great, you know, once you're having, if you're having a soup, you know, just add a little bit of miso, just once it's at, like, um, a temperature that you can eat it, you don't want to boil it, Um, but when it's a temperature you can eat, you just stir some in, it gives it a really lovely taste, That you know, that's another fermented food you could incorporate. Tempeh, tempeh is great, Um, yeah, so yeah, including fermented foods. I like
0: that actually, because... Often people can't sustain eating tofu and tempeh. I speak to hundreds of women this say, I don't like tempeh very much. And gosh, I really have to try hard to include tofu maybe once every other week. It's definitely not a staple that I hear is yeah. commonly used for women. But I like the idea of saying, actually you can super hack what a lot of things that you're cooking with a, t- a tablespoon of miso. I think any lovely autumnal vegetable soup, I'm um, sure the yeah. flavor would be nice, not too overpowering. And it's another hack to add something else into what you're already doing. So no one needs to go yeah. out of their way and creating all yeah. new recipes. You can just super hack kind of what you're doing with your tips.
1: Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And like miso is so versatile. You could add it to anything. You could... um but also, like with the fermented foods, you can also add all of them to anything. They're not like you don't need a dish for it. If you're having porridge in the morning, add some yogurt, add some kefir. So yo- kefir has more, more probiotics than ke- kefir has more probiotics than yogurt. So adding both of them, and you can add them into your um, porridge is really easy. Whatever you're having for lunch or dinner, you can just take a teaspoon of kimchi or sauerkraut and add it to the side of that. And actually, studies have shown kimchi has shown to be It helps reduce, I can't remember, it it helps with the flu. So it either helps to reduce the number of days or helps prevent you, you know. So, kimchi, there are studies with it and it's really good for immune health this season during this um, winter months as well. But you just add a little bit to your meals. And the idea is, you know, trying to add something to each meal when you can. So, you know, I like I said, like I like yogurt and kefir in the morning, kimchi or sauerkraut, you know, with your lunch or dinner. If you're having a soup, add some miso. But there are staples that last a while in your fridge as well. Like miso lasts months in your fridge. Just, uh, yeah, adding it easy. It's really, it has to be easy and it is easy. I'm sure I have some miso
0: somewhere in the very back of my fridge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make it out very often, but I bring it to the front of my fridge cupboard again. Bring it back out. What else for our immune system? Because I've, you know what's really nice? I think a lot of people have listened to lots of podcasts and lots of amazing people about how to eat and how to sort of what's the best way to eat for your gut health and all of that. And I think a lot of people will be listening thinking, yeah, i'm doing I'm doing all of this." And then partly, that's great, isn't it? Because sometimes we worry more that we're not doing enough, and we're actually doing a lot already, and some people have such a different access point, like they're coming from, three um, ready-made meals a day almost or everything is sort of bought in packets and for them just adding a variety of apples would be amazing and it's really enabling everyone to start where they're at because
1: you can super hack wherever you start yeah no absolutely it's everyone is somewhere different on their journey and it's just adding the steps depending on where you are um yeah so what else so going outside that's really important so we know that indoor air is more toxic than outdoor air, right? So there's a lot more chemicals and toxins in our house. So trying to get outside, um, if you can't, like at least open a window to get fresh air in, because a lot of us, as it starts to get cold, we don't open the windows, we don't have air circulating inside. So opening the window is really important to getting fresh air and circulation, like in the house. Um, So studies show that if you go if you can go for a walk get outside that's really helpful so we know that plants trees all these things they release plant chemicals so they release these plant chemicals and so when we're walking in that environment we breathe those in and those actually positively support our gut microbiome so they're supporting our gut health um, really really positively so you know, just getting outside, getting some fresh air, going for a walk. You know, going to the woods or the park can, is really, really supportive. You know, of gut and immune system health. Um, making sure you're sleeping at night. So we've all had, you know, those days where we feel like we're gonna get sick, um, and we've had a really good night's rest, and then we wake up feeling better in the morning, right? versus the day when we feel like we're getting sick and we're stressed and we're restless and we don't sleep at night and when you wake up in the morning you've got a full-blown cold right so our immune system is working really hard at night while we're sleeping and it's so simple but it's you know it's so important to make sure we are sleeping you know that we are getting um the sleep that we need um during the winter months actually going back to food, it's quite amazing that like we get all these pumpkins and you know, Um, during the winter season, because these are naturally rich in all the nutrients that we need for our immune system as well. So for example, if you take like like a squash, like we all make butternut squash soup, pumpkin soup, you've got things like beta-carotene, which is important for immune system health. You've got vitamin C. Um, You've got all these things in these brightly, you know, in these colored, you know, vegetables and stuff that support like immune system health. So like I like to make a butternut squash Squash soup, you've got vitamin A, you've got vitamin C, top it with some pumpkin seeds, which is zinc, which is good for immune system health. um So, you know, trying to get the nutrients we can through our diet as well is really supportive. And do you know
0: what? I really like that because I was born and raised in Austria and my whole family is still in Austria. Mm-hmm. And people mm-hmm. eat a lot more um, seasonal there. So you would go into the supermarket. I, In normal supermarkets, you won't find strawberries all year round. You will really only find them in the summer months. Yeah. Okay. And in the bigger makes- supermarkets, you will find strawberries. But food is very, very seasonal. And so you eat different foods at different times of the year, which is great. You also then make you also that what that means is you don't eat them from the other end of the world because they usually come from neighboring countries and whatever grows at this time of the year. And you're actually feeling a little bit more in touch with nature. Whereas I feel like if I go into a supermarket here, I am in a suburb outside of London, it's the same every single day of the year right you can buy everything all year round people don't even know when is harvest time apart from pumpkins and i'm guilty of that i've really lost touch with what grows when
1: yeah no no, no. it's it's so true it's so true i mean we are lucky that we have the availability but we also have to be very aware that you know seasonal food what's available what's growing you know and in- favor those foods to be to to yeah to eat all of those absolutely I have started to see like if you're aware of what's you know the seasons and stuff you will start to notice like the butternut squash popping up in the store and there's actually I saw spaghetti squash um in my local supermarket the other day and I was like wow like they're some of the more like the different kinds of squashes are popping up which is really exciting actually to see them come up in like you know normal supermarkets so yeah one something to keep an eye on that can be part of the challenge look for something new to eat every week that you could pick up that you haven't tried before that is seasonal right
0: exactly exactly i'm definitely going to have it stack and i'm definitely going to really increase mix it up again and i think the busier i become in everyday life or when you have phases where you're really busy my I online shop a lot of my fruit and vegetables, like my my shop, because it's so convenient, but a lot of it is the same. It's a repetition of the repetition. And I'm not saying that it's bad because sometimes that convenience is really helpful because it takes the pressure off me but it also means when you're a creature of habits that's not a great thing but i used to get the odd box and it's a vegetable box that gets delivered to you and i love the odd box because it's surplus vegetables or maybe the the apples are too small or the you know whatever it is the avocados are too big and they sort of give that to you but it saves so much water because those vegetables would otherwise be thrown away. They would go to waste. And I always loved it for the challenge because it's seasonal fruit and vegetables. And I'm going to sign up again today. That is
1: my, I'm going to do that because. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's brilliant. That's a great, great. way. Mm, mm. Yeah. No, I try to get like um, a veg box as well. But like you say, you have to actually think about like what you're going to make from it because like you're not they're not the you you do get used to certain vegetables and fruits and buy the same thing we are creatures of habit and we do do that so getting like a veg box is actually another really good hack to help support your gut the diversity and your immune system health I do try to get a um a veg box on the weeks that I am less busy because the weeks when I'm really busy I know I won't have time to try to be creative and use them, you know, the veg in different ways. But I do try to get one once a month, because that is such a great idea, you know, because you're getting stuff, you're forced to use stuff that you wouldn't otherwise, I think once in my veg box, a year or two ago, I got parsnips. And I did not know how to use parsnips. Like I didn't actually like <laughs> baked like baking parsnips. And that's when I started grating them into my porridge. And so every winter, one of the things I do love is like, I just I always grate, parsnips into my porridge because i didn't know how to use them up when i got them in my veg box and they actually taste really good in porridge you can't taste them but it's just another way a really good hack to get more diversity into your diet great into the kids into the kids as well no one knows you can't see it it's like camouflaged Um, that's amazing I would have never thought that works but I love parsnip I'm
0: gonna definitely try that I had a celeriac in my vegetable box once and when it came and I was a grown-up woman. I had no idea what it was. I had to Google it. What yeah. is this? You know, I had to look at the instructions. What is it? Yeah. This big old root arrived. Um, and I made the most delicious celeriac rusty, a bit like an Austrian-German sort of you, you you grate it all and you add a bit of potato and then you fry nice. it. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And ever since then, I have been sometimes buying big celeriac roots, and it's so delicious. And I wouldn't have done that if it hadn't sort of almost surprised me in my vegetable box you need headspace for that don't you you need to sort of yeah you need headspace but when you have a plan for the other days you can do that maybe once a week or once every other week however
1: often mm. yeah or if if you're ever stuck just chuck it into your porridge most things will just like get you know go in a porridge and they're camouflage. but I love the idea of the um the celeriac because that is one I struggle with as well and like great make it into roasty is a brilliant idea I'm actually going to I'm going to try that. I will try and find the
0: recipe. But what I wanted to know from you, because when you speak about your porridge, I mean, there are so many ways of super hacking and pimping up your porridge, basically, when you talk about it. I wonder how many people at home thinking, oh my gosh, I've got porridge. It's the same every time um, I make porridge. A, would you be able to share some recipes of yours with us? And I wonder whether... You could do a breakfast, lunch, and dinner because we've got our challenge. We've got our greens. We've got our blueberries. We've got our sauerkrauts for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Whether we can have one of your recipes as inspiration that might help us to sort of habit hack. Because even if it's three new recipes, that's a lot for people to implement into their new routines, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, it is. I mean, that's why I say just include having them, just adding it to whatever you're having is the easiest. But absolutely, I would love to share three recipes, which I will do. Yeah, I'll get that to you for sure. That's I mean, another thing you can add to your porridge is turmeric. So turmeric, anti-inflammatory, really great spice. You can't taste it. It gives it a beautiful, beautiful sunshine yellow, which is so appreciated, like as the days get like darker too. You can add, that's what I mean, you can add anything to it, right? So you could really, you could get like a third of your weekly pump points in just in your morning's breakfast. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. 73%
0: of people who listen to my podcast haven't yet clicked the follow button on their podcast player. I want these conversations to reach as many women as possible who might need it. So if you've ever enjoyed this podcast, please hit the follow button now. And I love that you brought up turmeric because turmeric is one of those things that is really sort of debated in the cancer community because so many people say, I can't have turmeric because um, I've heard there are contraindications to some of the medications I'm on, especially tamoxifen, for example. And then women go back to their oncologist and say, no, no, absolutely no to turmeric. But when you read into it and when you actually speak to oncologists or surgeons or like yourself, dietitians or nutritionists, it's really important to differentiate between adding a little bit of turmeric into your curry or having a turmeric supplement, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And no one is ever going to say you can't have a bit of a curry with turmeric, but it's very different to a, a turmeric supplement. And I think it's important for people at home to really be con- really consider uh, what they're allowing themselves to eat and whatnot. Otherwise, it can be really restrictive because we're so worried we can't have this, we can't have that. And it's really understanding what you eat is different to a
1: supplement yeah yeah no absolutely i mean yeah using things in food like food always first but using you know it's a way you can use food as medicine just incorporating it to support your health to build up your immune system to support your gut microbiome um you know just trying to get you know things in through food as much as possible
0: yeah. Do you eat really well a lot of the time and do you still get colds is what I want to know because sometimes I beat myself up when I get a cold thinking you haven't done well enough Danny. <laughs> What's
1: happening? No, it's very normal. Like it's healthy to get a cold, right? Like it's you worry if you're if you're just not getting sick. It's very normal to be getting sick to get a cold, but you should be able to like, you know, get it get over it you know and like move on i was like i think last week i had too much on and i was exhausted i like was just like like i said to you i did nothing this weekend i was so tired i felt like i was getting sick but i think i was just exhausted um but yeah it's very normal as the seasons change as we like meet other people we get exposed to germs we can we will get sick but we should be able to recover recover well, and you know, doing all these, you know, taking, you know, sleeping, getting outside, supporting immune health. There are different things you can incorporate as well that can be really beneficial, but they all help support immune health. Um, but like, yeah, um, we didn't talk about mushrooms. Actually, that that is really helpful as well. That's something I try to incorporate in cooking as well to support immune health. So things like shiitake mushrooms can be really, really great. And like we talked about onions in the base of your cooking, like getting dried shiitake mushrooms, blitzing them into a powder and adding them with the onions is another easy way because uh, mushrooms are so good for immune health. Um, They contain beta glucans as well. Um, They support the gut microbiome and they actually help modulate your immune system. So that's another little... Way to get I that love air. that.
0: The dried shiitake
1: mushrooms, can you buy them in normal supermarkets or do you get normal them in health
0: food stores? No, no, really?
1: the, the, all supermarkets have them now. They all will have the dried shiitake mushrooms in a tub and they're so versatile and they're so easy. They're, it doesn't take thinking. You can like just whiz them up and then you get a powder and it's such so great at the base. Um, or you can like rehydrate them and then whiz them up and then add them to... Like a, like a bolognese or a, or a soup or a stew. And it just gives everything a really lovely, earthy kind of taste, which is so welcome in the winter months. I love that because I'm not a
0: fan of the normal shiitake mushrooms because they're a bit slimy for me personally. (laughs) And so I wouldn't include them on a regular basis, but I'm going to get some dried ones. And I feel like we need to label this podcast episode, how to super hack your diet or something like that, because you're talking about so many hacks One of the things I need to do when I'm trying to super hack, and I'm really inspired today, actually, I need to get things out. Otherwise, I do forget. And so on top of my cooker, I have a shelf and I have all my nuts and seeds and flax seeds and chaya seeds. So I do super hack, I feel our breakfast in a good way. But I would forget about dried shiitake mushrooms unless they're out. And so I have... I'm going to get loads of like upcycled jam jars again and just label them nicely I, and just have it out otherwise they end up like the miso in the back of my fridge and then I forget about it for the next 3 months and so yeah maybe a bit of a kitchen reorganization is coming up for me
1: um and then yeah, so the week, I can yeah. remember yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. If you don't see it, it just it does get forgotten and it does go to the back. I guess it's just about like I say, you know, things that just keep everything by the cooker, right? So, um, and then when you're cooking, just think about how can I use this, how can I add that. And with the mushrooms, like you're right, they're slimy. My kids won't touch mushrooms. They're older, but they still won't touch mushrooms. This way they don't even know it's in the food. And I will get like a little bit in regularly, you know. Um, throughout the week what a great
0: idea can I ask you a last question on apple cider vinegar because I'm really intrigued because you see all these people now knocking back the apple cider vinegar shots and is there enough science behind this to say that this is really beneficial or are we is this a is this a conversation at the moment that is definitely
1: a bit exaggerated can you tell me well, we, apple cider vinegar is a great food, right? So you want to get the apple cider vinegar with the mother. So it's actually a probiotic food. So it's actually giving you good microbes. So it's very, very beneficial. But as things go, the spotlight goes on to different foods at different periods of time, and they suddenly become a superfood. This, this, it, it's, it's a good food. Like it's been there forever. Like your yogurt, your kefir, it is a great food. It has many benefits. I think recently it's been getting a lot of attention because of the blood sugar, um, issue and yeah. helping to stabilize blood sugar, what it does is it makes the sphincter in the stomach a little bit smaller. So food takes longer to get through to your system. But actually, apple cider vinegar is a bitter food as well. Okay. So what that means is it stimulates the bitter receptors in your gut, um, your liver, your gallbladder, and it makes them know that, you know, um, it helps with digestion. So it actually helps with the digestive process. So, you know, if you're very stressed out, And um, so one thing when you eat your food, you want to eat your food mindfully, okay? When you're seated, when you're relaxed, you're in the parasympathetic, and this means that blood can flow to your digestive organs. It can flow to your stomach, to, you know, all the areas so that it can break down your food. If you're stressed, your blood is going to your muscles, to your periphery, so you can run away from like this this threat or this tiger, right? So that's why you always want to be relaxed. So most of us are a little bit stressed. We're not completely relaxed when we're eating. So actually having apple cider vinegar can actually be really beneficial. Um, I mean, you want to be mindful. You want to take a couple of deep breaths, but it can help encourage those digestive juices to be secreted to help with the breakdown of food as well. So I, I, it, it, yeah, and then it help, it lowers the blood um, glucose spike of a meal. Yes, it does. Um, and it has many benefits. So I do, it, it is a, and it's a probiotic food. So I do love. I
0: I like. I like that because in Austria we have a load of lovely salad dressings, and actually my mum always makes loads of salads, and they're really quite sour. So I think if my English family comes to Austria and we all eat our salads there, people go, "Oh my god, that's a punchy dressing!" But we just love a lot of apple cider vinegar, and a lot of the vinegar comes from Austria as well. And so I've sort of been raised on apple cider vinegar but I know it's a strong taste for a lot I just can't imagine it's very beneficial for people to
1: sit there holding their nose closed so that they can neck back
0: (laughs) apple cider vinegar
1: no I mean you I like to use it not like that but I like to use it like you say like a dressing like having a like we know a salad, a bitter starter is very good to start your meal with for so many reasons. But having a salad with the dressing of olive oil and apple cider vinegar, these are all bitter field foods. Rocket, apple cider vinegar, olive oil—they're three bitter foods. They are eaten yes. as a starter it will really stimulate digestion, get those digestive juices going, um, and really support, yeah, digestion. So I do love it like well,
0: that in our three ingredients or three foods that you say in our challenge what you suggested we have the bag of greens isn't it the mixed greens yeah. and now we have the dressing to go with the bag of mixed greens
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um in, this
0: yes. has been great I feel I feel it's really positive sometimes to just think well here I am I've had cancer I'm Muddling through the menopause, which is why people listen to our podcast. I always thought we're so niche as a podcast because we're such a small group of women, but we're not just two weeks ago. Um, I was told that we're in the top 1.5% of all podcasts in the world, which is super exciting for us trying to get the episodes out every week. And, you know, it's become a thing, but also I don't want to always be a thing that when people listen, we always have to just talk about what has happened to us and our experiences. Sometimes it's equally as important to look forward and think, hey, I'm this normal human being. Yes, I've had a history of illness and things have been difficult, but my immune system is really important. I can do so many things every simple, every single day. And I think listening to you has really, really inspired me to sort of overhaul my autumnal diet and that of my family as a consequence so thank you for that it's great oh no absolutely
1: I'm glad you yeah, know absolutely I'm glad to hear that I mean you know if little things that we can do can have such a positive impact on our health and how we feel so I'm happy to share that thank you for having me thank you thank you thank you
0: if anyone is um inspired to email me um of how they super of how you super hack your foods um your recipes then just email us and i'll share it with everyone because i think that's a really fun way of doing things in an easy way as well thank you for your time today my pleasure and i'll get those recipes to you as well that's great thank you I hope you've really enjoyed this episode. I'm so excited. I've got so many things on my to-do list about getting my vegetable box delivered again. I'm definitely going to habit stack and create a few more rituals into my week, especially as we approach the autumnal weather. I'm already out there walking for our walking challenge, which is super exciting and clearly really important for our immune system as well. And I also can't wait to buy three new ingredients Every single week. I'm not sure what it is for you. Is it the blueberries, the mixed greens, and maybe the sauerkraut or kimchi? Or is it three other healthy staples that you want to bring into your week on a regular basis? And we're going to repeat and repeat and repeat because it takes a while to create new habits. And sometimes I'm all set for creating new habits. And on week two or three, I've forgotten what I was going to do um, and what I set out to do. So I think the habit stacking is really great, especially I've got a notice board up here next to my podcasting uh, desk, but I'm going to put everything onto a piece of paper and stick it onto my fridge as well. And I'm excited to hear what you have taken away from this really, really practical episode. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I did. And as part of All of our listeners and what many of you say is, yes, you need to have help with helping you with your symptoms and trying to find solutions and how you can navigate all of the side effects that come with cancer treatment and menopause. But a lot of us also want to look forward and really rebuilding our home, our house, our emotional, mental and physical health. And our immunity is just one of those things that we can really, really do in simple ways, like Fasana explained to us today. And that is exciting to me, and that is positive, and that is empowering to me. And if we can do a few bits that are positive, empowering, looking forward, looking ahead, building our future health, and at the same time, we can troubleshoot and find solutions to our symptoms. I think those two go really, really lovely hand in hand. wishing you all a good week and I can't wait to talk to you next week. I hope you've all got your walking shoes on and you're enjoying being out there on all these autumnal walks. We have raised great money already. So many of you are out there really passionately campaigning in helping to raise money for menopause and cancer, which is exciting. We've also secured more funding And I'm going to share with you how we're going to use that money. Remember, at the end of our walking challenge, we're all going to decide together, well, our top fundraisers are going to decide together how we spend the money, which is super, super exciting. Everything we do at Menopause and Cancer is a real community effort. I love hosting this podcast. Um, I still do so in my own time, in my spare time. I'm not paid for hosting this podcast by anyone. And it is a real joy and a real privilege to get these amazing podcast guests onto the show. And it is amazing always to read all of your comments. So if you haven't yet found a way of reviewing and leaving a review for the podcast, please do so. I know it's a bit iffy of finding out you need to put your detective glasses on. It's not super straightforward, but try and leave a review on the podcast, please, um, because it will help others understand what the podcast means to you so that they can then take a view whether they want to listen to the show as well. We've had no advertising, no, no budget for anything. So it's all, word of mouth keep sharing the love and with always from me with love and empowerment wishing you a good week